0: If you have ever wondered how you could truly grow into a new role and a different person, you're going to be encouraged by this conversation that I had with my friend, David McLennan. David recently interviewed me and we discussed my journey, some of my key strategies for personal growth and the development that I've had along the way. I share in this interview how I started out as a truck driver and almost gave up on myself very early in my career and how there were key leaders that really drove me and encouraged me to stick to what it was that I was doing. During this conversation with David, we talk about how leadership is a people business and the difference between having people work for you and having people who don't want to let you down. Be sure to listen to the end for my formula for pushing you out of your comfort zone. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher. The forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. To be on the show, I'm excited about it. You've been a big part of my growth space, and uh, that is true, David. You've been on my show twice, and you're one episode away from uh, tying the record. So we got uh, to oh. get it
1: done. Oh yeah, man! I'm all about <laughs> I'm all about uh, records and and being on top of the leaderboard. So there you go. Let's you make go. that happen, we make man. Happen sure. <laughs> well. well uh why don't we tell people about you you know tell people about your story uh give give people a little bit about you know who you are and, and a little bit about your growth journey so far
0: yeah uh, you know it's uh it's quite a story really and uh i it used to be a story that i hid from and now mm-hmm. that i know that it can empower and help others but yeah. You know the the essence the nickel uh story mm-hmm. is i i grew up here in southwestern pennsylvania mm-hmm. and uh grew up very very humble i had two parents that were very sick uh you know my mom battled a terminal disease lupus mm-hmm. my dad battled chronic osteoarthritis later developed cancer so literally uh every uh living moment of my life neither one of my parents worked so mm-hmm. we were a product of this system and you don't really realize you know, who you are in society until you get a bit older. Uh, but we, you know, me and my brother then became, you know, very vigilant that we're going to break out of here and maybe get into a good, you know, blue collar job and and help our parents. Yeah. And um, that was really the mission. Like I, I wasn't really guided. Well, uh, my parents were literally trying to survive both financially and with their health and, there was really not a lot of guidance and if there's not a a lot of guidance with teenage boys things can go off pretty fast and (laughs) they did um we got into some trouble we were hanging around the wrong people and i knew i always wanted more david but i didn't know what that meant i wasn't being pushed in a direction um you know I, i didn't know where to go and what to do so i joined the military Uh, I've always had, you know, a sense of patriotism, but I'd love to tell you, I went there for the, for the (laughs) grand old flag, but I was running from something, not to something. Uh, but when I landed at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, you know, things really started to change. I literally became a man. I literally (laughs) found structure and, uh, you know, the military saved my life. It truly Mm. did. And, you know, but then I, 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 uh, departed from the military and I was coming home. I was gonna use that GI Bill to be the first one to have a college education. Sure. And uh, two weeks before starting, I got the call that I'd gotten so many times from my dad, which was they're sending mom home in hospice. The big difference this time though, was my dad had to have a major surgery. He had to have his leg amputated while they were sending her home. And Mm. uh, so I put college on the shelf and came home to take care of mom and uh but i didn't want to be a burden so i answered a newspaper article for a job that i'm dating myself here <laughs> and uh in uh september of 1996 i started as a, a truck driver at a company called cintas corporation yeah most people know them as the uniform people and uh i spent 24 years there and amazing uh, had a lot of success with that company uh a lot of growth i was partnered with the right company the right development the right training the right mentors the right leadership and uh i got to see unbelievable growth this uneducated kid uh from humble beginnings that you know worked hard got around the right people um and made a go of it in corporate yeah. america and cool. uh and then recently made the uh, transition to starting my own business
1: i love that that's i i love Uh, you know, I've heard the story before, but I love hearing you talk about it again. And I'd love to just dive into something for a minute. And because I don't know that I've actually ever asked you this, but talk a little bit about the company development and like how you talked about that it was a right company, right, you know, right thing for you to be able to to develop you and to help you personally grow and, and professionally grow. What was it about that that really like helped you?
0: You know i think it was a couple of things one uh who i am as a person lined up very well with the corporate culture mm-hmm. uh, that's very important uh for anybody to thrive in any environment you know i could they could you could take the same jeff hancher plug them in a different culture and it wouldn't have worked at all because i didn't know what i was doing um yeah. i didn't know where to go and what to do i just <laughs> knew i wanted success and i was willing to work hard sure uh but i i, I hit the uh, career lottery. You know, mm. I get with this amazing company and some of the things that stand out to me about that culture and why I thrived in it. And by the way, thousands of people do is uh, they're, they're really a company that that walks the talk. Mm. And I think that's so important. You know, it's not the poster on the wall, although yeah. we had great, great marketing and great posters. But from the top down, leadership walked it out. And I think that's so important uh, in building cultures. And then you, you have tangents off of those cultures. Like, how do you develop people? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really the story there is, sure. you know, they took this clay that was literally a ball of mess hmm. and built it into, uh, you know, a senior level leader in a fortune 500 company.
1: Yeah. Now
0: that came with a lot of blood, sweat, and believe me, a lot of crying.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> but, you know, you can work really hard and not ever have, you know, great success. Mm -hmm. It's when you work really hard, and you're willing to develop yourself, and you have great people around you. And that company is one of the best, if not the best that does that. Mm. Uh, They teach people, they develop people. You know, I've heard it often said, David, that as leaders, you can teach what you know, Mm -hmm. but you'll reproduce who you are. Yeah, I had great leaders in my life that did that. They didn't just Mm. give me the book and say, read this, and you're going to do great. Yes, they gave me the book, but then they started reproducing who they were Mm. in me. And now Mm. I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing that for others.
1: Yeah, man, that's so good. That's so good. And I think it shows the importance to organizations that if you want to grow, you have to grow your people. I mean, I I truly believe that, you know, growing companies have growing people and it takes that intentional development to, to, to do that. Um, how important was that just even, I I guess, just in your own journey, the fact that they had a, a a program and that they had that culture. I mean, I I know that it was important for you, but I mean, what do you like, maybe let me ask it a different way. Where would you be if you didn't have a company that really invested in you?
0: Man, I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly (laughs) where I'd be. I still have the letter that I wrote, uh, to my wife. Really? Actually, she was my girlfriend at the time. I was a truck driver and, um, I didn't have this mentality that someday I'm going to be a senior director in the company that wasn't even on the radar, mm-hmm. but here I have this blue collar job. It was a good job. It had a 401k nice, uh, by yeah. the way, which a <laughs>
1: Big
0: deal where I come from. Yeah. And not to mention, uh, benefits, they had medical benefits. So life was good, but I wasn't, uh, I, I was, I was working a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. to the point, like I felt abused. Mm. And, uh, I didn't see what was next. And, uh, I'm on a route, the biggest route that there was, I'm, I'm staring down the barrel of a 14 hour day. I'm, I'm duddy, I'm dusty. I'm dirty. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And I have had enough, but <laughs> I'm looking at this girl that I think I want to marry. Uh-huh. And how am I going to tell her dad? I don't, I'm not educated, all this stuff. And so here I am in this broken down truck on the side of the road, I find a scrap piece of paper and I start writing my girlfriend, a letter. I'm Mm. quitting. I don't know what's going to happen. I know Mm. that I love you, but I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to give you my best. I think I I, my next move is to flip burgers somewhere until I get this thing figured out. And David, that's that's where I was going, not Mm. no direction. Um, I only had one thing and I worked hard and Mm. I didn't know where to go and what to do. And here I am getting ready to quit Mm. Uh, because I was tired. I was burnt out. I was exhausted. In this company that I later spent at the time, I later spent 23 years with and nearly 12 promotions. Yeah. And I think about that day, David, and I'm like, had I would have quit, mm-hmm. had I had given up
1: yeah. in that
0: moment, what, how would my life have changed? And that's a lesson of resilience yeah, and sticking to it. But there was a leader that pulled me in. Uh, I gave my two-week resignation.
1: Really? Wow. And they
0: said, Hanch, Hans, you can't quit on us, man. There's something about you. People are talking about you. I don't want to, I don't want to get your ego too big, but man, you're different. Yeah. You know, you're, you, 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 you line up well with our culture. And mm-hmm. I can tell this, this wasn't like he was trying to save an employee from turnover. This mm-hmm. leader saw something in me. And Joe, right. if you're listening to this somehow, <laughs> some way, I owe, I owe you a lot. But Joe convinced me that if I stick with this, that he was going to be right by my side and lock arms and he was going to make sure that I won. Mm. And, and I believed him.
1: Wow. And he
0: did and had I not had a leader like that David I don't know where I'd be today I honestly don't that's he, he that's in
1: me. yeah that's so powerful Jeff and 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 to the leaders that are listening to this you have to you have to allow people to borrow your belief in them I can't tell you how much that means to people I mean listening to this story with Jeff you've got to be able to to be that beacon be the best version of you so that you can help other people who may not necessarily see it in themselves. I, I see this all the time with emerging leaders. They don't see it in themselves, but yet somebody else sees it in them. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Jeff. That, that is so great because having somebody to, to believe in you is is just a, a, a blessing.
0: It's big. It's big. And it's my passion in life at this point because Joe was just the beginning. you know joe joe taught me uh he came through on his promise he taught Mm. me customer service very nice he taught me the art of upselling he built me up to a place that i could get promoted to the big job that i wanted which was outside sales that's where all the fancy dressed people were with all the nice cars right yeah and i knew i wanted (laughs) that but i didn't know what i didn't know and i had a guy by the name of Sean come by my side and said, kid, you work hard, but you're a disaster. But I think we can, I think we can make something of you. And he did. And then I had other leader, leader after leader. Now I don't know anything about leadership, but I want to be a leader. So I had other leaders come in and say, you're a great individual contributor, Hanch, but Mm -hmm. I think there's something in you. I think you could be a leader. And they molded me into that. And they literally took me from this uneducated, humble, misguided, misdirected kid Mm. and made me into something else. Yeah. That's the heart of leadership. That's the value that. of leadership and that's mm-hmm. how every leader should be thinking. because if you're chasing the title <laughs> and the the W2 and all this you're going to get worn out. Yeah. But when you chase people, the people will chase the business.
1: Oh, God, that's so good. When you chase the people, the people will chase the business. Man, we could stop right there and that's that's like gold, but yeah. I, we're going to go farther because that I mean that First of all, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, you're a business leader, you've got to get this idea, the old way of, of doing things, this old idea of, of just, you know, let's work until, you know, we bleed and, and, and keep going until we just can't go anymore. That's not gonna. That's not gonna work in today's economy. Mm-mm. We have to be able to see things holistically. So I'm so grateful that you just brought that up, man. What?
0: Yeah, it's a big one.
1: Yeah. What would you say to you know leaders who have you know groups of emerging leaders? Because I know that I, you know you know that I work with a lot of emerging leaders, and and, and you've worked with emerging leaders. And talk about you know what, what would you say to them that that would really um help them to 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 embrace this idea of you know getting past their comfort zone and and really going beyond where they perceive that they are capable of right now.
0: Yeah, a couple thoughts on that. Um, one, it, a new leader when you, I'm thinking of my own. You know, story and some of my clients, mm-hmm. when you're a new leader, uh, most likely what we know about you is you were a really good individual contributor, right? Yeah. And then you get the big nod and you get the big office and you get the nameplate on the door and everything's going to be great because everybody's going to do it like you did it. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. They absolutely don't. So now you got to start making those deposits like we talked about. So, a couple things on that. Go, go into leadership or if you're new at leadership, yes, the fundamentals are important. Matter of fact, they're critical. But you know, leadership is a people business. Yeah. And there's a fine line between having people work for you and having people that don't wanna let you down. Mm. Having people work for you versus having people that don't wanna let you down. Work on those relationships because inevitably at some time, you're gonna ask for big withdrawals from your team. we're going to need those withdrawals. But the only way that you have earned the right to to take that withdrawal is if you've made a big deposit, the bigger deposits that you make, the bigger withdrawals that you can also make, but you can only do that by investing, build a team that doesn't want to let you down. It's also going to give you some leadership grace. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as a couple pitfalls that I see with new leaders, I would tell you the biggest pitfall is a lack of assertiveness, mm. uh, a lack of challenging leadership, yeah. uh, the unwillingness to have the tough conversation. Because yeah. in your mind, you're saying, I-, I can't tell you how many times I went home to my wife when I first got into leadership, and I would say these words, you will never believe what happened today. <laughs> you will never believe. Why, why would I say that? Because I wouldn't dream of yeah. doing what they did. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was possible that somebody would act that way, right? <laughs> right. if you're a new leader listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so we're dumbfounded mm-hmm. a little bit and we're like, how do I even address that? Like, does that need to be addressed? I guess I do. Then you get a little sweaty, especially if you have a very uh, robust personality reporting to you, they're a little sure. bit uh, intimidating, if you will, mm-hmm. and you're sweating bullets and you're like, I don't wanna go have this tough conversation. assertiveness and not looking past bad performance is one of the biggest pitfalls that i see new leaders make Mm -hmm. because they just expect everybody's going to do it you have to inspect what you expect and you have to be willing to have the tough conversation yeah and you don't need to be mean-spirited you don't need to be aggressive but you need to find that balance between passive and aggressive and that sweet spot is assertiveness Mm -hmm. being willing to have the tough conversations because I'll bet even you, David, if you were to look back on your life and say who who in my life impacted me the most, I'll bet you could also say that they were probably the ones that were the toughest on you.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and that molds us. And it doesn't yeah. have to be you pull the stick out and start cracking heads. No. It's, it's creating standards and expectations that you're going that's to hold people it. accountable to.
1: Yeah, that's just it. I mean, it's the expectations and 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 getting clear on those expectations too. Not only just from the setting the expectations, but you know, getting the getting clear on those, is, I think it's so important. And and you're right. I mean, I think those leaders who who put those expectations and and and, and communicate them well and put those parameters up um, are the are, are the best leaders because they get the they get the best out of you. They know they know that there's more inside of you, and and they they believe that in you. They see it and they believe it in you. Absolutely. Yeah. What um what do you think has been like your biggest growth component or growth part, um over the last couple of years? I know that you you left the corporate world, um you're you're doing coaching, you're doing um, leadership development, you're doing public speak well, you're doing speaking. It's remote now, I'm sure, but yeah. uh, but and and you know I, I love um the fact that our paths have crossed and because um we've been able to just share our journey a little bit uh, together and i know that you and i shared the stage together uh at uh, a leadership event that you hosted mm-hmm. and i was so excited about that but but since that time you've left your corporate job you started this new um company and I'd, I'd love to just hear some of your thoughts on the the growth path so far like what have been some of the biggest things that you and maybe the biggest areas that you've grown and like what's led to that
0: yeah, you know, we would call it post-corporate life, right? <laughs> right. Um, right. Everything that they told me uh, was true. Uh, <laughs> the first year is going to be a little bit rocky, but nobody told me a pandemic was coming, by the way. Yeah, uh, right. You know, things were starting out so great. You know, figure I left December 13th of 2019. There was yeah. not even a hint of COVID other than something going on in China, whatever it might be. But then it hits home, you know, here I'm making some traction. I got some speaking engagements lined up one after one, they're canceling. And I'm like, I didn't, I, David, I'm embarrassed to even say this publicly. I was never on a zoom call prior. <laughs> like I just had this vision that I was going to be on the big stages. You yeah, sure aspirations, right. The, of what it's going to look like. And I got punched right in the mouth <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm a guy that has pretty good confidence, but I, it tested me. <clears throat> not to mention making this leap. If anybody's ever done it or ever plans to do it, I don't care how confident you are and how sure of yourself that you are. There is a, a fear of failing and, and the what if. Yeah. So I would tell you the big, uh, the two biggest growth areas for me, uh, I would say in that first 90 days, six months, and then the year, they were, it was kind of a journey, but mm-hmm. um, I had to really check my confidence and I had to really check my mm-hmm. fear of failure. And what I learned about myself uh, as it relates to confidence is that I had to really manage my self-talk,
1: Yes, you Uh,
0: know, because back to humble beginnings, I have this poverty mindset. Believe me, nobody's going hungry at the Hancher house. We're doing fine. (laughs) We're doing, but you have this mindset of, oh my gosh, we're going to lose everything. And I had to manage my self-talk. Yeah, Um, And I started, as I managed this self-talk, I began acting in the moment like the person I wanted to become like the business that I wanted to build. So once I had the opportunity, I didn't let, I didn't let my inner voice, you know, destroy how I presented or who I was in public or Mm -hmm. with a potential client. I began acting like the business that I wanted. I began acting like the entrepreneur that I wanted to be. Yeah. And, uh, I I had to force myself to reflect on past wins. And this is, this was a game changer for me. Um, and I got around people like you, David, that mm-hmm. was that believed in me and coached me and mm-hmm. motivated me. And, was and and you know, you have people around you that have been on the journey with you. And they're like, sure. you know, Hans, you don't lose. Like, you've never lost. Why do you think you're going to lose now? You remember that time when you won this and won that? <laughs> remember, you made your first president's club. And man, yeah. you're a winner. Like, this isn't, you, there's no way that you're going to lose this. So mm-hmm. I have to really reflect on past wins. Ah, that's um, good. And I had to learn a lot, man. I had yeah. to learn a lot. I didn't know this business, sure. and I think when you gain knowledge, you build confidence. Knowledge yeah. is a great confidence builder, and yeah. I tell people all the time: you're gonna want, you're gonna sit in one of four camps in life. Camp one is I hope it doesn't come up. Camp two is if it comes up I'll wing it. Yeah. Uh, camp three is if it comes up I'm ready to talk about it. But then folks look, there's camp four. And camp four is if it doesn't come up I'm bringing it. I'm bringing up. it
1: up, yeah, absolutely. You know, because
0: I, I'm, a, you know, now it's like my duty and obligation to bring it up because I have answers. If yep. you know CPR and somebody's laying lifeless on the ground, you're not waiting for someone else. Right. right. You're going to that. Why? Because you mm-hmm. have something that they need. And so I went all in uh, on, on third shift, if you will, late night when everybody was sleeping, <laughs> trying to learn how to Zoom and how to, what a hashtag was. And, you know, I love it. That's all awesome. this stuff that I didn't yeah. know anything about, but I, I needed to be an expert because when you have something, you can give something. Yeah. But if you don't have it, it's not yours to give. Yeah, and I want to give. It's my passion,
1: man. That's that's so good. Well, and and you're describing the the that learning process, and and I, I love the two two places I want to go real quick because I I love that you're talking about the self talk because all the time we are talking to ourselves and and I can't even tell you how how much sometimes that hinders people from from moving forward. They can't get past that. Sure. So. Number one, like, how did you how did you like recognize that and get past it? And then, well, let me just stop there. Just go ahead and yeah, how did how did you recognize yourself your own self talk and then just get past it?
0: Yeah, that was the fear of failing. That yeah, was the the yeah. failing mindset that started creeping in, and so I had to really think about uh, that fear, and mm-hmm. it was a fear. Believe sure. me, I'll share this publicly. But when I was making this transition, it it began to affect my health. Uh, i don't know if i ever shared this with you david but uh, i literally passed out on a commercial flight while i was still did. in corporate america
1: yeah you did tell my me blood
0: that. pressure had spiked i'm stressed out am i gonna do this am i not gonna do this i passed out i was out cold for like 15 seconds went to the doctor they're like i'm debating on whether to take you to the emergency room i think you're gonna have a stroke here i am in my early 40s and i'm like wow this is insane yeah so i had to get a hold of that and so i had to get a hold of this Fear, and I'm not proud of these things, but I'm being sure. vulnerable and transparent yeah. now. And I started thinking, like, instead of what if I do this, I started thinking, what if I don't?
1: Mm, yeah. What if I
0: don't do this? Yeah. And I started, you know, giving it the uh, <clears throat> the obituary test, the funeral yes. test. Right? Yeah. Um, am I going to look back and regret not doing this? And emphatically, the answer was. Absolutely. Yeah, but Jeff, you're leaving all this money and all this retirement money mm. and all and and big figures of money and all this and look where you've come from and you're selfish and. But I knew, I knew. You know, you heard the saying like, "There's two two big days in your life: the day you were born and the day you realize what you were built to do." This yeah. is what I'm built to do, David. And mm-hmm. I had to, I had to manage that self-talk, and yeah. I had to work through worst-case scenarios. You know, mm-hmm. I am that guy. I need safety <laughs> nets and. Plans and structures, and I'm analytical. So here's here's my here's my big plan B. If this doesn't work out, ready for it, I'm gonna go get a job. (laughs) How about that? I'm just gonna go back into it. But I needed to get there. I needed to think about worst case scenarios. And so the the last thing I'll say on fear of failure was. Reserve judgment on the present until it becomes the past.
1: Yeah, that's so good.
0: Because I was taking the present and saying, "Oh my gosh, this pandemic's going to get worse." But look, nobody would even expect me to win now. I got it. Now I was starting to use the pandemic as an excuse. Yeah. Versus, you know, I was letting it happen to me versus letting it happen for me. And I can tell you, I maybe you can attest to this, David. It was one of the best things that could happen to my business. People were oh, yeah. losing their minds. They needed help. They Absolutely, needed consulting. They needed coach. They needed yep. motivation, morale boosters, and yeah, that's where I thrive. That's what I love doing. So reserve judgment on the present until it becomes the past. Then let's yeah. reflect. Yeah, Those are things that I did to get through it.
1: Man, that's yeah, that's so good, and, and yeah, and you're right. I mean, you know, we we have to we have to stop using things as an excuse, but you see how they can use be used for us. And um, man, that's, that's so good. The the second place I wanted to go is something you said, you talked about, you know, learning new things. And I got to believe, you know, that that was just really uncomfortable. I talk about being in that discomfort zone, you know, outside of your comfort zone. And, and, and nobody really likes, you know, there's all these little, you know, fun little memes and things like that, that you know, people see that. You know, hey, growth becomes. You know, you know, growth only comes outside your comfort zone. Nobody really talks about how that really sucks. You know, and that no really doesn't way. feel good. Talk about that. You know, how? What was that like? You know, just learning those new things, and and how did you really handle that discomfort?
0: Yeah, there's. Um, you know, when I look at my journey, both corporate and starting my own business. I would tell you, uh, and I've been asked this question. I've put a lot of thought into the question in my life. Uh, Not that I'm the greatest thing ever by any stretch, but when you're asked a question, what does it take to win? You want to give some answers of how do you push through the discomfort, so on and so forth. And really, I think what we have to remember is, is that it's not ever going to be if opportunity comes up. It's only when.
1: When, sure. When it's
0: going to happen. There's going to be an opportunity presented to you. And what we have to be able to answer is, have I prepared myself to be the obvious choice Mm. for the opportunity? I boiled it really down to three things. And Mm. I'll just give a a brief on this. But the first thing is you got to be accountable. Yep. And that gets back to the four camps we just talked about. Are you in camp four? If it doesn't come up, I'm bringing it up. Mm -hmm. Do you have the knowledge? And like you said, nothing good grows in a comfort zone and all this stuff. And it's all true. But here's the reality. You know, there's so many people that um, they can throw uh, nine out of 10 darts in a bullseye. They know every backup quarterback on Fantasy League. They know all of this stuff, but they're not willing to put in the time to do what needs to be done. Yeah. And being accountable to your journey is not only you, but the people counting on you to win. Yeah. And it, it demands that we get into a position that we're willing to give up what we want, what we want right now, mm-hmm. for what we want most. Yeah. And the second thing is continuous improvement.
1: Oh, i love that you got
0: to get better like because yeah. if you're stagnant you're actually falling behind yep and to your point discomfort yeah. it is a pay now or pay mm. later and right. there's no doubt you have new leaders listening and so forth yeah. there's some people that are listening right now that have cried their last tear mm-hmm. but i can tell you this that's painful losing yeah. is painful winning is too sure. i think of uh, uh, i had a bas- uh, a boxing trainer i started boxing <laughs> when I was a junior in high school and my first time there, this is a great illustration. He, he could kind of see I had a chip on my shoulder. So think of this like 20 pound medicine ball. Yeah. I grabbed the partner and he said, uh, Jeff, go with John. John's going to drop this thing on your stomach 20 times. Um, (laughs) Count out loud so I can hear you. No problem. 18, 19, 20. I get up, no problem. Rub the dirt off. Trainer comes up to me and he's like, what are you doing? I said, you said 20 times. He said, Oh, my mistake, young man, I didn't even want you to start counting until you started feeling pain. <laughs> you're going to understand That's great. <laughs> you're either going to sweat in this gym or you're going to bleed in the ring. Either way, it's going to be painful. So yeah. you better get the work. So you got to, you got to so get true. better and you got to yeah. be willing to pay the price. And lastly, engage your motivation. Yeah. You know, we hear the, another cliche, why, right? What's your why? Mm-hmm. It's not as cliche as you think, because I can tell you this, that thing has gotten me through some tough times absolutely this is the reason that you hear those stories of those moms lifting cars off their kids mm-hmm. it's because they engage something that's not even normal yeah. these are these are things they engaged they got into a different place this mm-hmm. is that that grit that we talk about that mm-hmm. that push that we talk about and i can yeah. tell you this you know anytime i felt like quitting i would i would think of that childhood i would think of third grade being in the welfare office seeing my dad have a nervous breakdown uh-huh. because we, we we didn't qualify for food stamps i let that mess become my message mm. and i wouldn't i wouldn't just let uh, you know a tough day at the office or you know uh, a bad leader or you know somebody that was getting on me up here that was calling me bad names or i was being bullied <laughs> you kidding me my why is so big, my engagement, my engagement in what I'm doing runs so deep. I would not let hell or high water hold me back. Yeah. What is that for you, right? Yeah. Like, are you tapping into that thing? Cuz when you do, that's the third piece of being mm. ready and pushing through that discomfort. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, that's what's helped me.
1: I love that, Jeff. Yeah. So, for those of you listening, just think about those three points there. You've got you got to be accountable you got to have some way to be accountable whether that's to you know an individual a group of people mastermind group what have you continually improve continually push yourself outside of that comfort zone and then and then thirdly tap into that motivation man i love that i love that jeff um so good um so good well you know I know our time is limited today uh, this has been an, an awesome conversation uh, you know just about your own personal growth and and really what leaders can do to to continue their growth path and really what it takes for companies to grow they have to invest in their people they have to build their people because you know where 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 people are growing a company will be growing as well and so um I, I, I don't want to leave without talking about your podcast called the champion forum. Uh, I love it. I, I love everything about it. And I know, actually, I know some of the listeners listen to you as well because they've told me. And so I love that. And, and um, talk, talk about your podcast, where can people uh, find you and, and uh, get more on you and, and the things that you're doing.
0: I appreciate that, David, very much. And listener, thanks for uh, listening in today. I know david you run into uh the emerging leader space quite a bit and i just want to encourage those new leaders that uh don't grow weary in the well-doing this is a a great lofty pursuit you're going to make big impact not only for you and your goals but also you're going to have a legacy to leave behind as a leader so push through that resistance david thanks for the opportunity Yes, I do have a podcast. It's called The Champion Forum. I'd love uh, for people to listen in. Absolutely. Uh, my website is thechampionforum.com. David, I know you put a lot of effort into emerging leaders and new leaders. I do have a space for the executive leader, yep. uh, the one that's trying to show find incremental improvement uh, with a very similar pla- online platform as you, uh, yeah. more catered to that tenured leader. Yeah, so we do have that. But I'd love for people to check out the website, see how I can be a resource. And I always love to get out and give keynote. It's been amazing in 2020. I thought this was all going to be about leadership. But a lot (laughs) of it has been about boosting morale and and motivating. And so I do have some uh, things presented uh, that I presented to many, many organizations to help give them that shot in the arm and get their perspective right. So I'd love an opportunity to do that. Uh, for anybody else that might be, uh, might be in a position to make that decision. I'd welcome that.
1: Uh, Yeah. And, and just from, from, from my perspective too, um, for those of you who are are listening, um, if you are in that, in that position, he, he's been on my stage. I I have an annual summit. Um, Matter of fact, I think it was the the day after our summit that you actually quit your, your corporate job. Right. Or, or That's it was exactly
0: right. Close to yeah. that time. We made the announcement to that crowd before the world knew.
1: You did. Yeah. That's right. You did. Yeah. Uh, totally. So I can didn't tell nobody. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I can avouch vouch for, for Jeff. Uh, and, and, and actually, if you were to ask any of the people who are there um, he's an incredibly motivational, not only motivational, but, and inspirational but he's very practical too he gives you some really great steps and some really great tips i mean you heard several of them today to to, you know how to grow your own leadership how to grow your um your own um journey and and your own um you know leadership path and so um yeah definitely reach out to him the champion forum uh we'll put the, the the link in the show notes and um Jeff, man, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you to be here. Uh, Not only that, but I'm grateful for our friendship because uh, I just, you know, it's so cool to be able to be aligned with other people who had the same passion. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Thank you, David. The pleasure is all mine, truly. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead, inspire, win.